I went through a pretty nasty relationship with a narcissist, like clinically diagnosed. He wrecked my life. Physical, mental, financial abuse. He stole my identity, racked up $30,000 in credit card debt. He stole my passport and my phone and locked me in a hotel in Bangkok. He broke my nose, broke my ribs. Like it was really fucking crazy. And so when I got into sales and they were teaching me these like sales methodologies, I could hear his voice in it. They like love bomb you and then tear you down to make you buy. And like, that's that same shit he was doing to me. I built a Facebook group the same way that you would build a bar. I looked at the industry of coaches, these female entrepreneurs, and they were all doing exactly the same thing. And so I was like, how can I build something that the industry actually needs and wants? And that's going to be a pattern interrupt so that people will come to it. And when I first built the group, it was called Client Attraction Secrets, right? And so just by joining a group called Client Attraction Secrets, you're admitting that you want more clients, which is, of course, what I sell. So people come into the Facebook group and you think of it as like steps of service as a bar. I built it like a feeling and people were just blown the fuck away by it. If you want to become the person who's capable of making a hundred grand a month, here's the cold, hard fucking truth of it. You can't hang out with your shitty friends anymore. I'm sorry. Welcome to Reclaiming Consciousness. My name is Elise Bassine, spiritual mentor, breathwork practitioner, and owner and CEO of Elise Breathes. For many years, our consciousness has been hijacked by societal and cultural programming, religion, the media, and familial and ancestral trauma. Right now, during this epic time in history, people are waking up, realizing who they really are, and reclaiming the pieces of their consciousness that they unknowingly gave away. This podcast is an exploration of how so many spectacular humans are leading the way in exiting the matrix and reclaiming who they really are and what they're capable of. In this show, you'll meet exceptional people who are paving the way in raising consciousness and creating a new way of living on this earth. Get ready to go deep. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited for this week's guest. Nicole is a friend and colleague and just like a freaking amazing person. You guys are all going to love her. I met Nicole through a mastermind that we're in together. And we were just recently at a retreat together in Palm Springs. And we just totally hit it off. The minute I um, had a conversation with her actually on her podcast... I knew that we were just going to be really good friends because we just had this immediate connection. She's so funny and she's such a powerhouse. She was a bartender for many years. And then she started her coaching business in 2020. And she made a million dollars in the first 13 months. So she has a lot to share. You're going to get so much out of this. And I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to love Nicole. Definitely check her out. Give her a follow. She is a true inspiration and somebody that you definitely want to know about. Just some announcements we have here. So I am launching a new masterclass. It's going to be on June 26th. It's called Higher States of Wealth. And it's all about aligning to this new frequency, this new paradigm of wealth. So what the guides have shown me over and over again is that in order to call in the wealth you desire and be able to hold the wealth you desire, it's about shifting your energy body, shifting your frequency 
and stepping into this new paradigm. So it's about clearing the old ancestral programming around what we think money is, what we think wealth is, shifting completely out of that old paradigm and not operating from that place anymore so that you become an energetic match for the wealth you desire. Because the thing is, if you want to try to bring in more, but you're still operating from the old paradigm unknowingly, it's going to be really hard because there's going to be some incongruence there. So this masterclass is an energetic activation along with a transmission on rewiring the nervous system to step into these higher states of wealth. So I'm super excited about it because the energy feels so powerful. So right now, until Monday the 19th, it's only $47. So we're going to put the link here so you can sign up immediately because you really don't want to miss it. And then other than that, I have some spaces open in Accelerated Wealth. That program, my mastermind, it's a 6 or 12 month mastermind. It's just popping off. And I freaking love every woman in there. They are so powerful. They are new earth leaders, spiritual leaders, and they're really just making shit happen and making more money, raising their frequency, expanding their ability to hold wealth, growing their businesses. And the results are just compounding Everybody is moving and grooving and the conversations we have, the energy, the vibe, it's just so freaking powerful and people are getting results. Two of my ladies in there just had their highest months ever in their businesses. And it's just like such a great place to be if you are a business owner who's wanting to grow your business to five-figure months sustainably and doing it with a group of women who you're just going to feel so connected to, so supported by. It's just such a sacred community. It's the place for you. So reach out to me to um, get more information about that, or we'll link it below. Also, I have some spaces open in my certification program, The Metamorphosis Method, where you learn how to facilitate trauma-informed breathwork energy work and all of the tools that I've created to transmute familial and ancestral trauma rapidly and efficiently. If you are a coach or a healer, you want to have these tools in your toolkit because helping your clients be able to move through trauma is one of the most powerful things you can do because that's the reason why people don't grow is because they come up against these old beliefs, this unconscious programming, this ancestral trauma that they don't know is there. So it's kind of like just continuing to to hit the same wall until you understand what that wall is and you know how to take it down. And that's what my trauma tools show you how to do. The breath work will get energy moving quickly, create momentum. So if you are wanting to add some tools to your toolkit that you can use with your clients and yourself to create astounding results really quickly, making more money, creating better relationships, creating room for expansion in your life. And then usually a byproduct of that is your psychic abilities come online. You know, I have women in my programs all the time who instantaneously are able to read the Akashic records. They're able to talk to dead people. Like two of my ladies in Accelerated Wealth recently, one of them discovered her mediumship abilities and one of them discovered she can read the Akashic records. This stuff happens all the time in my world. It's just when you use these tools that I create to move through trauma, 
then all of a sudden your natural gifts and abilities just rise and you're able to have access to them so much more easily. So that's just something that happens in all of my spaces. But when you come into the metamorphosis method and you learn how to use these tools, these things will happen for your clients as well. So reach out to me for more information about joining any of those spaces. Definitely sign up for the Masterclass Higher States of Wealth. You don't want to miss that. And enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So you guys are going to love today's guest, and I'm so excited for our conversation. So today I have Nicole Hess with us, and I met her recently, and she just has such the coolest vibe, and her business and her brand are awesome. And I also love her podcast, which you guys should totally check out. I can't remember the name of it right now. It has something to do with unicorns. I'll let her tell you. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Nicole. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. The podcast is called Real Unicorns Don't Wear Pants. Don't wear pants. Duh, how did I forget that? I made you see it. <laughs> like, let's just start there. So like, how did you come up with this whole unicorn thing? Like, where did this all come from? And the not wearing pants thing. We'll give you kind of the hybrid story of this. Unicorns, I liked unicorns before it was cool to like unicorns. When it was kind of nerdy and I kind of got made fun of <laughs> unicorns when I was a little kid. But actually in kindergarten, I was published and I wrote this poem about a unicorn and it got published. And so I've just been unicorn obsessed my whole life. I never played with Barbies. I only played with my little ponies. My godmother had a horse. So I was just very like horse centric. And so The Last Unicorn was my favorite book as a kid. It was my favorite movie. Totally fucking obsessed with all the things. And I just it stuck, right? Like it stuck all the way through my life. And coming up with a brand and doing all of these things, everyone has these like pink, white, and taupe banners and they all look the same and everybody's uber professional. And when you look at their branding photos, it's like everyone went to Santorini and put on the blue dress, right? (laughs) And I just said, I'm not doing any of that shit. I just want to be me. And the whole point of running a business is to do it your way, right? And so when I was coming up with the podcast brand, it was this concept in my head. My best friend died in a car accident a couple of years ago, and he left behind a three-month-old baby. And we were working together in bartender land. We were like inseparable. And he was actually working a shift for me. And coming home, he got in a head-on collision and never made it home. And so the last event that we had worked together, we were doing this party and we were rowdy. <laughs> we were rowdy. We were, we were monsters really. And uh, we were sitting at the bar after the event and this guy like in a suit, you know, that was at the event that just thought he was so much better than us and all that shit was coming up. And he was kind of in our ear and bugging us. Right. And I was like, get out of here. Like, just get out of here. Like, fuck you in your suit and fuck your pants. Get out of here. Fuck pants. And like my best friend yelled back over his shoulder and he was like, yeah, buddy, fuck pants. And so it just became this like inside joke between me and my two best friends friends where we were always talking about fuck pants. But the concept of this is like, we don't need to show up as anybody else. We don't need to pretend. We don't need to act like we're cooler than cool in order to love our lives and be accepted and be successful. And so it was about being in that true self kind of energy. And so when I came up with the podcast, we had always made a joke that we were going to name the bar fuck pants, but we couldn't quite name the podcast fuck pants. You know, I got in some trouble for that. I did put it all in the branding a little bit, but I got shadow banned on Instagram a little bit for a while. <laughs> so I had to change it to real unicorns don't wear pants. And so then I just use fuck pants as the tagline. 
Oh my God. I love that so much. And it's, it's actually like such a powerful story. Yeah. It's like, where did this come from? But it is such a powerful story. And also like, it's interesting too, because when I saw like all the unicorn stuff, I was thinking of it more of like a unicorn is like somebody who like is different than everybody else. So I was thinking of it that way, which I'm sure it is too. But it's like now I'm realizing it's like this whole thing in your life. And I also just want to hear from you too, because your story is so awesome, just about going from being a bartender to starting your business. Can you just talk about that a little bit, like your journey and anything you want to share about that? Yeah, I started in bar world like when I I was seriously 15. I was 15 when I got my first job in a bar. And so I grew up around bartenders my whole life. When I turned 21, I was like literally the day I turned 21, I like got behind the bar and I was supposed to go to law school. I was like a good girl. I got good grades, did all the things, but then I met a boy as you fucking do, right? (laughs) And that derailed all of my plans and everything that I wanted to do. And I got pregnant and I decided not to go to law school. And I totally fell in love with bartending from very much from the people angle because when you're a bartender, you get to witness people in the wild, right? It's like their natural state of being. And so it's like with their mask off and with their pants off, right? You get to see who they really are. And that was so like psychologically fascinating to me. And so I fell in love with the concept of it. And I was just really good at it. I was a really good bartender. I made a lot of money. I was making triple the industry standard. I was kicking ass, taking names. I was the president of the Bartenders Guild. I traveled all over the world, did international cocktail competitions. And when I turned 24, I started doing consulting. Right. And so I was consulting for casinos. I was helping bars go from 15 grand a week to 150 grand a week. And I was really fucking good at what I did. And I drank (laughs) like every day, all day, because that's what you do when you're a bartender. There's like literally nothing else to do. So it was like drinking all the time. And I got to a point in my life with the kids and everything where the booze was really taken over. I was miserable. And then I was trying to live in two places at the same time. And it was so much anxiety from drinking and working 90 hours a week and having a lot of responsibility. And so I was miserable and really in a state of like depression. I got a divorce. I cheated on my husband. We got a divorce and my whole life fell apart. Right. And the bar was all I had left, but it was kind of this like empty shell of of who I used to be and who I wanted to be. And I quit drinking. There was no DUI. There was no big, cool story. I had a one night stand and that's all. <laughs> right? And I woke up and I was like, I can't live like this anymore. I can't do this shit anymore. And for the first time, this voice came in, which now I know is like my higher self. And it came in and said, so don't. And it was like the thought had never fucking occurred to me that I could just change, but I did. And in that moment, I quit drinking. And six months later, I got fired from both of the bars that I was working at, you know, and it was the best thing that ever fucking happened for me. I got fired from those bars. I went to Italy. I went to Greece and I came home. I fell into a Facebook ad funnel that was actually for learning how to build a Facebook ad agency. And so I took this like $3,000 that I didn't have on like a shitty like Capital One credit card. I split it with me and my boyfriend, right? (laughs) And I bought this course and it just turns out that I was really terrible at Facebook ads, but I was really good at getting clients. And so because of bartender lands, because I taught bartenders how to use social media to build a following, I had this skill set of marketing online. I was just using it for bartenders. And then when I applied it to getting Facebook ad agency clients, these were $2,000 clients. So I made 20 grand in my first six weeks inside of this program. And the coach pulled me aside and he was like, you really suck at Facebook ads, but you should be a coach. (laughs) And I was like, cool, what the fuck is that? And so he told me, and then I started the Facebook group. And I mean, I made a million dollars in my first 13 months. It was just insane. That's insane. And that coincided with COVID, right? So like, 
you couldn't really be a bartender anyway. Yeah. When I got fired from those two jobs, I got back from Italy. That was October of 2019. And so I was kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life anyways. And then like, thank God I, I fell into that funnel because my bartender buddies really suffered for those two years. And for me, I built everything in the middle of COVID. Like I started my business in March of 2020. That's insane. So I know you teach about like client attraction, but what do you mostly help people with? I'm helping high vibe entrepreneurs, like people that are in the space of wanting to be in the woo, but maybe a little woo adjacent, right? Still kind of having masculine energy pulling forward to be in the state of learning how to attract clients, learning how to use energetically aligned social selling strategies. We don't do any cold outreach at all. I don't like rejection. (laughs) It's not fun for me. So we don't do that. And without any pain points marketing, I don't use pain point marketing. I don't use pain point in the sale. I went through a pretty nasty relationship with a narcissist, like clinically diagnosed, and he wrecked my life. Physical, mental, financial abuse. He stole my identity, racked up $30,000 in credit card debt. He stole my passport and my phone and locked me in a hotel in Bangkok. He broke my nose, broke my ribs. Like it was really fucking crazy. And so when I got into sales and they were teaching me these like sales methodologies, I could hear his voice in it. Because like they like love bomb you and then tear you down to make you buy. And that's that same shit he was doing to me. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking do this shit to people. I don't care if it works. That's so interesting. And I mean, it's interesting too, because I actually never really studied like sales or online marketing. I just do what I do. But it is interesting that they do that, where it's kind of give you like a vision, but then tell you what's wrong with you or something. I never really thought of it like that. Yeah. They sell you on a concept, right? They're like, hey, you could be a zillionaire, but you're not good enough. (laughs) So you have to buy my thing in order to be good enough to be a zillionaire. And it's, it's gross. Yeah, it is. So then what do you teach people instead? What is like the opposite of that? So my eight figure coaches told me that this would never work. They were wrong. They were fucking wrong. But they told me, they were like, this will never work. Like you have to poke people in the pain points. And I was like, the fuck I do. I will find a way around this. And so I built a system called catalyst marketing. Well, first in traditional sales, what they tell you to do is to speak to people in the struggle. You've probably heard this before, right? Ask people what they're struggling with. Go figure out what their problems are. Go figure out what their pain is. And then really connect with them in the struggle and the pain. I'm not going to tell you that shit doesn't work. It does work. It's just gross, right? But when you connect with people in their pain, They still have to go through rock bottom and they still have to go through that space where they learn how to develop their own sense of self and their own hope before they will actually take action and buy. And so when you focus on people in the struggle, it takes a really long time because they have to go through that cycle of rock bottom, finding hope, and then deciding they want a solution. And I said, this is stupid. Why don't I just talk to people who have already found the hope and already want a solution? And so I built my entire Facebook group based on people being in the catalyst ready to buy, ready to invest and ready for those results. And so I don't have to speak to them about their struggle. I can relate to them and show them what I went through, but I don't have to poke them in the pain because they've already decided that they are solution oriented people that want results now. And that's what I attribute so much of the fast success to is because I just didn't waste my time talking to people that were going to take six to eight months to close. You know, I had people come into my Facebook group, join the group and three days later, 10K pay and fall straight to the funnel, no sales calls. That's wild. I never really thought of it that way, but it makes so much sense that you... Because first of all, you want to be talking to people who are ready to buy anyway. Yeah. 
I don't want to waste time. (laughs) I don't know about you. I don't want to have to work my way through all of those things, especially when I know that there's people out there. There's what, 3 billion people on Facebook? Like you think that some people are not ready to buy right now? Of course they are. Yeah, if it's the right thing and it feels right to them. So when you built the Facebook group, walk me through that a little bit because I don't even understand like how that works. Facebook groups are a really interesting little animal, right? Because I knew a little bit about Facebook groups in bartender land, but I was using it for a completely different thing, right? So when I was using it for marketing, I thought to myself, how would I make money with a Facebook group? And so I didn't do any research. (laughs) Let's be clear. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't learn this from a coach. I did it myself. And so I built a Facebook group the same way that you would build a bar. If you were going to go build a bar in a city, you would go look at the city, you would find a piece of property, and then you would look at the bars that are surrounding that property and say, okay, there's already a dive bar. There's already an Irish bar. There's already this kind of bar and that kind of bar. What kind of bar would work best in this neighborhood? And then you put that in there, you decide your price points, you build out your staff, blah, blah, blah. So I did the same thing. I looked at the industry of coaches that this coach told me about other coaches, right? And so I looked at all these women, these female entrepreneurs, and they were all doing exactly the same thing. It was like the equivalent of having 22 pizza places on one corner. (laughs) I was like, this is so stupid. Why are you guys direct competing with each other? And so I was like, how can I build something that the industry actually needs and wants? And that's going to be a pattern interrupt so that people will come to it. And so I built this concept. And when I first built the group, it was called Client Attraction Secrets, right? And so just by joining a group called Client Attraction Secrets, you're admitting Mm -hmm. that you want more clients, which is, of course, what I sell, right? So nobody in the group was going to not have what I was going to sell them, right? If I would have named it female entrepreneurs doing female entrepreneur things like every other Facebook group out there, then it's just female entrepreneurs. You're not actually admitting that you desire the result of my program. Right. But just by doing that, you're creating that monetization angle. So people come into the Facebook group and you think of it as like steps of service as a bar is that you come inside, you get greeted by a hostess, right? You start to feel the vibe and the energy of the room. You figure out where the bathrooms are. You look at the drink menu, you order, you feel a feeling while you're there. And so I built my Facebook group like an experience instead of this two-dimensional lead-catching device, right? (laughs) I built it like a feeling and people were just blown the fuck away by it because it didn't feel like every other group on the face of the planet. It was its own little animal and it just blew up. I grew it to 10,000 people in my first six months. That is so crazy. It's so funny because like you don't even... I never even thought of a Facebook group as... I didn't know what to think of it as. I remember I built one because... I thought that was what I was supposed to do. And this was like very early on in my business. I still have one and I still use it, but I never really thought of it necessarily like you're talking about, right? Like about building an experience. So then like when people came in, then it's just about what is the experience that they have when they come in? Today, we did a Taylor Swift party. Today, we did a Taylor Swift pony party where we were talking about... It's all shenanigans all the time, right? So we were talking about the concept of like why Taylor is so iconic and like how she layers in all of her branding and like the Easter eggs. But really, like she has this different way of showing up for her audience than other like pop stars do where 
it was the story about a girl who had cancer and like Taylor Swift went to the hospital and visited her. And then she, when the girl cleared the cancer and she was in remission, she sent her tickets. And it's like these extra attention to detail kind of things where she really pays attention to every single layer. And so we brought everybody onto a live, you're onto a Zoom and we zoom it into the group and we have these kind of poignant discussions about how you can develop your audience and how you can really be detail focused with your branding and how you can layer that strategy in. And so we're giving people this opportunity to open their eyes and to feel things a little bit differently and to, yes, educate, but it's also this power of community of that collective energy. And inside of my Facebook group, I let everyone sell. I don't do that thing where it's no promo. Like, I don't give a fuck self. Like, what do I care? There's 20,000 people in there. There's more than enough to go around. I want you to get more and better clients. That's the whole point. And so we're doing these kind of events that feel like experiences instead of this cookie cutter five-day challenge bullshit. We do wonder retreats. The last wonder retreat was Dr. Seuss theme. So we do all this crazy shit that leaves this lasting impression in people's minds, but it's also teaching them how to market and sell through full immersion, instead of like textbook learning things, you're learning by doing, you're learning, instead of learning the language with Duolingo, you're going to Spain. Totally. I love that. And I love what you're talking about. Like the thing that I keep remembering you say is like a pattern interrupt. It's so funny. And I think we talked about this when I recorded on your podcast, just like, I still don't think of myself as like a coach or being in the coaching industry, even though I obviously am, I just don't identify. I don't identify as that. I identify as a non-coach. I just don't. But obviously, by default, I have gotten there. And there are things that you see everyone doing. And I think so many people, because I see it with my clients too, is they're like, oh, do I have to do this? And do I have to do that? And I'm always like, no. Like, you don't have to do any of it. And in fact, it's probably good, like you're saying, to create a pattern interrupt or do something because it feels aligned with you that no one else has done before. And I think that's why you've been so successful. And also, like, if you look at it, it makes total sense because that's why anyone is successful. Yeah, that's what entrepreneurship is, right? It's like, it's solving a problem for other people that other people didn't come up with the solution yet. And so same thing, I tell my clients, like, I will show you lots of different ways to make money. Like there's a zillion fucking different ways. Once you understand the foundational principles of sales, marketing, delivery, and how that mechanism works and audience building, like you can apply it any way you want. And however you want to set it up, it's going to work better when you actually enjoy it. And so for me, a Facebook group was a natural progression because it felt like a bar. I was already successful in bars. I already knew how to do that. And so walking it over just made sense. And it made more sense than an email list to me. Now, of course, now I have email lists and I do all the things. But in the beginning, I didn't. I did the first 150K without an email. Wow, that's amazing. Stupid is what it is. But (laughs) build an email list. Be clear, guys. It was fucking stupid. I was very resistant to something that would definitely help me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think an email list is definitely just obviously a thing to do. It makes total sense. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about this too, because we talked about this before and you talk about this on your podcast, just like some of the things that really annoy you about the coaching industry or the places where you feel like it really goes wrong. And I feel like you have such a great perspective on some of this stuff. So I'd love for you to share just some of the things that you feel like are either like really annoy you or that you think like need to really change. (laughs) Thank you for teeing me up like 
I know. I'm just like, here you go. Well, it's like, here, please. I'm giving you permission to be a total bitch. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> you really have a talent for this. So please take it away. <laughs> Let's talk about why Elise doesn't like to say the word coach and why it feels like a dirty word in her mouth. Um, it does. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, you guys, I can see her face cringe. Her face cringes. Here's why. Because I feel like it's like literally taking what I do, which is incredibly like profound, multidimensional, transformational work and putting it into this word that literally doesn't describe it at all. And I'm just like, actually, no, that's not what I do. <laughs> but so that's, that's partially why. Okay. So this is why I hate the coaching industry. Because one, it's fucking bullshit, right? It's bullshit for somebody to be like, I'm a coach because I got a certificate and they put it on the wall and now I'm a coach. I'm a this coach or I'm a life coach. I'm a mindset coach, whatever. What qualifies you to fucking help people? Having the results you sell, okay? Having the results you sell. Not a certificate on the wall, not somebody fucking giving you a booklet full of templates that you can give to your clients, right? It's you actually having the results. And there are so many people in the coaching industry who are selling results they don't fucking have. And that's kind of what it means to be a coach in a lot of ways, right? If you think about a basketball coach, like when you think about a basketball coach, you probably imagine this guy that's five seven. <laughs> he's five seven, he's bald and he's short, right? That's what I think of when I think of a basketball coach. And like that guy can't dunk, right? So it's like when we think of coaches, we think of that whole concept of the people who can't do teach. And right. that's some bullshit because that's not what I do. I only sell results that I actually fucking have. And in the coaching industry, that's not common. I met this woman one time, like in very early in the game, right? She had a Facebook group that was called Millionaire Mindset. And so what's the first question you ask somebody like that, right? Are you a millionaire? How did you become a millionaire? And she's like, oh, I'm not one yet. And I'm like, bitch, you better take that Facebook group down right now. <laughs> right? So coaching creates this monster of people who don't have the results, who sell the results, which is ridiculous, right? And then on top of it, you have a pyramid scheme of coaches, coaching coaches. And I remember because I had one of these coaches. I bought from one of these pyramid scheme coaches because I needed to see how it felt, right? And so you get in there and then they're like, oh, just take these modules that I developed and just put them in your program and do the same thing. And I'm like, go fuck yourself on that. That's not happening. Like 100%, I am not teaching people what you just taught me because what you just taught me doesn't fucking work. And because that's gross. Like I'm not going to do that shit. And so there's like that hierarchy of it's a copy of a copy. And so by the time you buy six rungs down, you're buying from someone who's literally thrown up into somebody else's mouth. And then they have thrown up into somebody else's mouth. And then they're throwing up into your mouth. I don't want throw up of fucking four rungs in my mouth. And that's what happens in the coaching industry. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I feel like it's also because people, they see that people are making money and they're like, okay, just show me how I can make money really fast. First of all, that's not an integrity in my opinion, right? Because it's just like, okay, now you just want to try to get people to pay you all this money for like basically doing nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I see this a lot because a lot of my clients are healers and it's more spiritual people want to have spiritual businesses. However, they think there's like a quick fix. Oh, I'm just going to create one program and put it out there once and nobody bought it. And now, oh my gosh, why didn't this work? It takes a lot more than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that is something too that people fall into is they're like, 
not realizing the actual depths that you are required to go within yourself in order to create something like this. So it's just like, oh, let me just regurgitate something that's not actually in service to you or anyone else. But I totally hear you. It's a problem. And I feel like it's the opposite of what we're teaching people, right? Because I, and I know you are doing this too, but like for me, I want my clients to become like the best version of themselves. Yeah. In my world, I call it 10K bobblehead syndrome, (laughs) where it's like, you saw this girl on the internet and she's in this like pretty pink dress. And she's like telling you like, you can make 10K a month, like a little robot, 10K a month, 10K a month. And it's 10K months. That's all anybody cares about. It's 10K months. And it's like, but doing what? And they're like, nothing. You just make 10K months. That's all you do. And so then everybody's perpetuating this cycle of selling the snake oil of 10K months without actually having any substance, without actually having any depth or any give a fuck at all. Like they're just trying to sell the next thing. And it's not only gross, it's just sad, right? It's just sad because there's no integrity in it. There's no growth in it. There's no expansion in it. And if you join any of these 10K bobblehead coaches and you get into their programs, it's just a copy of a copy. And then they're going to teach you how to copy the copy. That's all it is. Copy of a copy printing. And that really discredits the people who are out there doing something transformational that are helping people to peel back those layers of resistance and actually see themselves differently and to rewire their belief patterns to become who they already are inside without the 10K bobblehead fucking plastic over their face. And that transformational energy really gets lost in the terminology of coach because we do have a lot of people bastardizing that word. It's a tough labels and identity and all of the things, right? We could talk about that shit for fucking two weeks. But choosing the word that you want to associate with yourself is always going to come with a serve and a fucking limit. I have a portion of my services that are coaching services. And what I see in coaching is that I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to help you to peel back those layers. And I'm going to coach you to see yourself differently. But I have higher tiers that are more mentorship focused and even more in the strategic development focus. If I'm going to give myself an I am a, I like, I am a scaling strategist. That's what I'm fucking good at. Coaching is something that that is a part of my offer, but I don't like the I am a coach either. Yeah. And I also think this is like an opportunity too for like people to have more integrity with themselves. It brings the onus back to yourself, right? Where it's like, if you signed up for this thing, don't complain that it wasn't what you wanted. Look at yourself and be like, why did I sign up for that? It's interesting because I love talking to people who've had bad experiences because I actually haven't ever had a bad experience with a coach or a mentor. Well, fuck you. Okay. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I've never, but it's also because I haven't really worked with that many people either because I just knew who I was supposed to work with and that was it. I never questioned it or whatever. And I was never looking for a quick fix. But I do think it's really interesting. For example, I have a client who did like some coaching program. And then she was saying that the people who were teaching it actually didn't even have their own coaching business. Like they had a regular job. And she was like, this is bullshit. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that does sound like bullshit. So like, I feel like there's so much going on out there that is out of integrity, but it really is like an opportunity for each person to like take more personal responsibility. 
Agreed. These people that come in and complain, okay, I bought from this coach and it was snake oils. Okay. But like, how many questions did you ask before you shoveled out that 10 K? Did you ask them if they had a day drop? Did you ask them what their results look like? Did you ask them how many clients they have? One of the things that I always tell my audience is if you're going to buy something from somebody, you need to ask these questions. The burden of due diligence is on you, not on the coach, right? It's not, or any entrepreneur, it's not on them. It's on you. You get to ask those challenging questions. And some of the questions that you should be asking, especially if you're going to hire like a biz coach of any sort, that's going to theoretically help you make more money. You should be asking them how much money they've made. Come the fuck on. This is question number one, right? And you wouldn't believe how many people don't ask me that. I'm like, this is crazy to me that you don't ask these things, but it's like, you should be asking how much money they've made in how much time, right? Mm -hmm. How many clients they've had, what their client results look like timeline wise, and also asking them what's the gradient of result. Because if you talk to somebody and they tell you that all of our clients get results, like all of our clients make it like, first of all, they're fucking lying. Okay. And second of all, you're an idiot for falling for that fucking shit. Right. Tell me about a client who didn't get the 20 K month you're promising. What happened to her? Ask those kind of questions and then understand that really what you're feeling out in here is that, is this person truthful? Because you should be able to discern that, right? Is that, is this person telling the truth? Because if they're lying, you shouldn't buy from them. If you feel like they're lying about their numbers or lying about client results, just don't buy. Because what you really should be seeking from a coach is integrity, the willingness to be honest and the willingness to share their fucking mistakes. If they're not willing to share where they fucked up, how the fuck are you going to learn? Exactly. And also, I want to kind of dive a little more deeply into this idea of the person who doesn't get results, right? Because this is something that I have pondered over and over again in my head, right? Because we've all had them, right? The person that comes in and they don't get results. And there's always various reasons, obviously, right? What is your take on this? Like the person who shows up, they buy your program and they, seem to be like showing up, but they're not getting the results. The first thing that I put into my head around this is that there's no such thing as getting no result because every action creates a result, right? Undeniably, there is a result. Now it might not be the result that's promised in the program, but it is a result. So it's asking yourself as the coach, as the entrepreneur in the situation of what results are they getting? And then helping them to ascertain and identify that of saying, what has changed in your life since you joined this? And sometimes it's going to be something like, obviously I sell a money-making offer, right? But a lot of times in my programs, women leave their shitty husbands. (laughs) That happens a lot. And this is what I always say. And my audience has heard me say this a million times because when I declared I was going to have my first 50K month, I was sent on a six-month journey of separating from my husband, getting back together because I had to change the way that I was showing up. So yes, a lot of times it's, oh, okay, well, you say you want to make 50K. Here's the list of the shit you need to do so you can become the version of you that makes 50K. And most people aren't willing to do it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I can't tell you what you're supposed to do, but you know damn good what you're supposed to do. And then you have this resistance and you're like, but Nicole, I don't want to. And it's like, bitch, I get that. But if you want to become the person who's capable of making a hundred grand a month, here's the whole hard fucking truth of it. You can't hang out with your shitty friends anymore. I'm sorry. There's no reality here where you spend five hours a day at the fucking bar with people who make $3,000 a month while you're making a hundred K. That's not part of the reality. And if you're not willing to get rid of that, I'm sorry, you're not doing what's required of you. And 
I will tell you that for the people in my program who quote unquote, don't get the results, right? They know why they're able to articulate it. They're able to say, I know that I would be able to make the money if I did X, Y, and Z, but I'm not willing to do that. And what I help them to say is yet, I'm not willing to do that yet because here's the other thing. I have seen people come into my program and in you know 90 days or in a year that they work with me, not get the result. But then six months later, they message me and they're like, bitch, thank you so much because I finally figured it out. I finally did the things and I took everything that you taught me and I fucking applied it. And now I just made 30 grand. Thank you. That happens all the time. Yeah. People get to choose their own timing and regardless of how we fucking feel about it, right? <laughs> oh, I know because I will see this all the time too, where like I'll see somebody that stopped working with me and like it didn't seem like anything happened that much while we were working together. But then it's six months later, all of this stuff is happening, right? And it's like, okay, just because there's like this timeline that we had, it doesn't mean that's when it's gonna happen or that's when it's meant to happen. Like it all gets to work together. So I think it's so important for people to understand. Like I just did an episode about the power of the long-term, like the long game, like the long-term relationships and mentorship and the long game commitment to your business. Because it's not about going into like a three-month program and thinking that's going to solve all of your issues and you're going to come out of that program and now all of a sudden you know how to do everything and everything's all good. That's not how this works. And I think people have a misconception about that, that, oh, this is going to be like the magic bullet. And then I'm just going to be riding like the wave for like, it's like, no. Long-term skill set development. For me, I have never stayed with anybody that long. Like my first coach I was with for 18 months, but I had an overlap and I had a second coach in there. That's a pretty long time though. And then we did about just over a year together with the second coach but I haven't done anything longer than that. So I know you've done longer. Like what was your experience with long-term mentorship? Because I'm kind of like looking to see if this is what I want. So here's the thing. And also listen to the episode because I feel like I explained it, but here's what I have to say about it is I think there's a power. And I didn't realize this until one of my mentors told me that this was actually like a talent of mine was to have really deep, emotionally mature relationships. And she was like, that's why you've had success. And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, oh, you know how when you're good at something, you think everyone's good at it. So I didn't know that like I was good at that. And then I was thinking about it. And I think the power in that long-term relationship is the fact that this person knows you so deeply and they've seen you through these seasons of time. And then you can look back and like they can say to me, Elise, remember when you were at this point, look where you are now. And like for me, I wouldn't necessarily look at it that way, but they've seen me through so many seasons that they can be like, remember when you were like worried about this? And I'm like, no. It's like the power to have that person that knows you on that deep level. It's like an intimacy I think that is really creates this level of like safety and support in your business and also like your ability to commit to yourself and your growth and your business long term. So that's what it's been like for me. And again, I'm not saying everyone has to move the way I did. I'm just saying I think that's what worked for me. And I do think that like 
it's really about changing the paradigm of, okay, I'm just going to get this from here and then get that from there. And it's more like, okay, this is a person I really resonate with. And I'm just going to ride with them because I know they're going places and I know I'm going places and we're just going to ride together. And I know that it's going to expand me to do that. So I think that for me was kind of the power in it. But I also think it's just the ability to create deep, emotionally mature relationships. Like, I feel like that's where people are lacking in general on the planet. (laughs) Like, where people just like don't understand that. And I'm sure you've had this where like people totally project onto you or people will just be like, you did A, B, and C and that's why I'm mad. And it's really, I did that? Really? So I think that is a piece of it too, right? Where it's like, oh, if you're with somebody for a longer period of time, you have that awareness of, oh, I'm projecting onto them or, oh, this is actually about me. Whereas like the tendency could be to make it about the other person. You're able to take that onus back on yourself and use the power of the mirror of the relationship to grow. Yeah. I can see this in like my long-term clients, right? I have clients that have been with me for three years. And so I see that like for one, I've known their entire journey, right? And I have a very intimate view of their like personal dynamics. Like I know their kids, right? It's like, I know your your children. I know your husband. Like I've been able to see those things. And I think for a lot of people too, it takes a lot of like trust to open up. And so like there's that. I'm someone that opens up fairly quickly, but I've seen clients, like I have one client, it took her like a fucking year to tell me something. It's like, (laughs) she had something she didn't want to tell me and it took her like a fucking year. And I'm like, I know you have something, just tell me. But it takes that time and to build up the rapport and to trust enough to tell the deep, dark secrets. And you know that that's where all the fucking real work is at. Exactly. And this is when I like bring it back to when I was a school counselor, because I was at the same school for seven years and I saw kids from kindergarten to eighth grade, right? Yeah. And it was like, I had the opportunity to build these relationships where it's like, finally, after I've met you when you're in third grade and finally, when you're in seventh grade, now you're telling me the real shit that's going on. (laughs) But it took four or five years, but like I played the long game. And then I had these really powerful relationships because... All I did was be cool, be present, listen, shoot the shit. And then after two years of shooting the shit, all of a sudden I'm hearing like, mom did this, what? You know what I mean? So I feel like there is a power in that in just giving people the time and the space to open up in that way. I think that's such an important conversation for sales too. You have a lot of this like bro marketing bullshit out there where they're telling you if you don't close it, this call, like it's the end of the free world and don't let them off the call. <laughs> I don't do that so shit. Crazy. so crazy. I don't do any of that shit. You know, I might come onto a 20 minute call with you. I just did one the other day. This woman would be a perfect fucking fit. Like I could feel it, right? I could feel the connection. And so it's like, you're supposed to do a 20 minute call and then move them onto a 45 minute call to have a sales call. Right. But I got done with the 20 minute call and I just didn't offer a second call. And like, she had this look on her face, right? I'm like, why didn't you offer me a second call? And I was like, no, I just feel like you're going to be able to do this without a coach. I don't think you're really going to fucking need it. Like, I was like, why don't you just take what I just gave you about your market positioning? And why don't you go get some clients with it? Because you're wildly fucking capable. I've done that so many times and then had people come back and buy my $30,000 offer or my $50,000 offer because I didn't sell them my $10,000 offer. You play the long game and you respect people's own timelines and you respect that people 
get to choose, right? That's the power of attraction marketing is that I don't have to like worry about losing a fucking lead. Like you're not going anywhere. I'll ruin you for every other fucking coach on the goddamn market. You're not going anywhere. You'll be back. <laughs> go ahead, go buy from someone else. I'll see you in six months. It's yes, <laughs> I love that. Cause I feel like I've had so much of that in my business too, where I've had people that have been dipping their toe in or on the periphery for a year, two years, three years. And then finally they're ready to come in. And it's just cool. I respect that. And first of all, like the work that we do is really deep. It's not like I'm, I want to force somebody to be like, you need to look at your trauma right now. What are you looking for? Like, that's like, would be so weird. Yeah, no, like high pressure sales doesn't work for like deep work, right? Because that doesn't even add up. Like you have to be in the desire point in order to get the result, in order to be there. You have to like want to do the deep work because the deep work is painful. There's things that you don't want to look at. And there's things that even after you see them, you want to just put back in the box. And so you have to be in that space of really truly desiring the actual result. And there's no way, there's no sales process in the world that will force that for you. It's a choice. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like, what would you say is kind of like the overall take or perception that you have around like client attraction? For me, this is the intentional set point, right? Is that you are becoming the truest version of yourself and allowing that like exponential growth of who you are and the transformational energy of you becoming you is what attracts. It's what draws attention is you changing, you growing is what opens that door. And so transformational energy is what draws the attention, creates that, that intentional set point. And then people gravitate towards you for all sorts of different fucking reasons. But the second you stop growing, the second you stop transforming, the second you've decided you've made it, that's when the sales stop. So it's the willingness to continue to peel back your own layers and do your own work that actually attracts more and better clients because you're unlocking revenue streams with every belief that you shift. I love that. It's so funny. I think I'm about to run. I ran a four-week container last September called Quantum Magnetism, which was all about like client attraction and magnetism. And I'm thinking about running it again. And I've been thinking about this. I'm like, okay, what is my stance on this now? Because it's been a long time and I've obviously evolved. And I was thinking about that exact thing. It's all about you continuing to be more and more of yourself and just like letting that show. Yeah, I gave my husband this whole speech about this earlier because we started a company together based on he makes these like gold plated amethyst geodes. And we started like this gifting business together. Okay, My audience has heard me talk about it. He has his total own thing going on. (laughs) So I was like, you really need to like share like your story. Like you've been doing crystals for like 20 years share about it. And I'm like, that's what's going to sell. Like, That's it. The story, right? It's the story. It's the connection. That's what cultivates the audience and creates the conversion points. But you got to open it. You got to open up that story and let people really feel your frequency to create true attraction. That's not, you know, setters and DMs and all the bullshit. Exactly. And I think you do such a good job of that, of just like really being yourself that comes across in just like your podcast and the way that you talk. And like, I appreciate that so much because I hate when people are like buttoned up or like trying to put a certain thing out there that's not who they are. I've always been so sensitive to people being fake. Like it literally makes me cringe. 
Yeah. I, I hated it in bartender land, right? Where it was like, I got ostracized for being my true self because it was like, you'd be a whole lot prettier if you fucking smiled or like, you know, it was hey, like, when people tell you to smile. The worst. <laughs> I, when people would tell me that at the bar and they'd be like, you'd be a whole lot prettier if you smile. I'd say something funny. I'm not going to fucking smile because you're not fucking funny. So say something funny. <laughs> the burden is on you. But like in bartender land, there was so much of that because there were so many fake people that were just pretending all the time. And so if you weren't pretending, they like ostracized you. And so it was very much this like be seen and not heard kind of thing. And I mean, it's a good old boys club for sure. And so they definitely didn't want to hear from 25 year old women. So that was definitely a problem. But in becoming an entrepreneur and finding my own voice and being in my own business, that's something I will just never fucking surrender ever the fuck again. I will never be somebody else's puppet. I will never be what other people want me to be. I spent my whole first marriage trying to be what he wanted me to be. And like, I will just never do that shit ever. Yeah. I'm not interested. A hundred percent. I love that so much. And I think that you have really nailed that. And that's hard for people. Do you see that that's hard for your clients? Do they struggle with that? Absolutely. I think that I particularly attract people that struggle with that, right? Because I have the result. And so people really desire that. And that it's that million dollar sales question, right? How did you do that? (laughs) So all my clients come to me and ask me, like, how did you do that? And then we work towards that inside of the program. And really, for one, I feel like people don't know who they really are, right? So it's if you don't know who you are, it's hard to be yourself because you don't even know what that fucking looks like or feels like. And so it's identifying it first but then peeling back all of those facades that you put on to please your mom, to please your husband, to please your kids, whatever your story is, right? You're so wrapped up in perceiving what other people are perceiving of you that you've completely lost all sense of self. Yes, 100%. I see that all the time. And even with myself, like when I started down this journey, there was so much that I didn't even realize I was doing based on everybody else. And I feel like it's such a journey for me. Like even when I just got back from Costa Rica, I realized even more all of the shit I was doing in my business that was based on other people rather than what actually made me happy. And it's for me, it's like an ongoing process of continuing to pull back the layers and be like, oh... I don't actually want that. Oh, I was just doing that because of this reason. Oh, that's not actually, you know? So it's a process of like continuing to discover who you really are and what you actually want. And then by the end of it, you learn how to answer your husband when he asks you what you want for dinner. (laughs) Oh my God, I know. I'm like, we're totally past that now where I don't even talk about it. I just do. I'm just, this is what I'm making. This is what we're ordering. This is the only time we have a discussion is when I want Indian because that hurts his stomach. So I'm like, I want Indian. (laughs) I'll make you a grilled cheese. (laughs) But yeah, it's like, but it is true. Like I remember I used to be like, oh, I don't know, whatever you want or what do you want or whatever. And now I'm just like, no, it's actually about what I want. That's the real life result right there is being able to answer that fucking question. (laughs) Yeah. Why is that like such a thing? You spend our whole lives just trying to figure out what the fuck we want for dinner. (laughs) Seriously. But it means so much because it's actually like your ability to really fucking say what you actually think. Yeah. And to not censor and not do that thing. You know that thing, right? Where it's like somebody asks you a question and then you populate an answer in your head and then you edit it before it comes out of your mouth. That is such a common symptom of people that really need to do this deeper work is, are you editing what comes out? 
when you can get to a space in your life where when somebody asks you a question, you just fucking answer it. That's when you know you've really found in and tapped into that true desire point of who the fuck you really are. That's your sense of self. Yeah, I love that. And I know we could like continue talking about this forever, but I think this place <laughs> to end. So can you let everyone know how they can find you and um, how they can find, you know, your Facebook group and all of that? So the Facebook group is called Unicorn Client Attraction Secrets for High Vibe Wonder Women. And in my world, Wonder Woman is a mindset. It's not a gender bias. So all are welcome. I have a free gift for your audience today. So you guys can go to nonstopnotifications.com. And that's going to give you access to my 100 wonderful ways to get more and better clients. Because spoiler alert, I want you to get more and better fucking clients. Even if you're not working with me, go make some fucking money. It's good for the collective consciousness because money in the hands of good people does good motherfucking things. And of course, you can check out the podcast for all of the F-bombs and all of the backstory of how I really built a seven-figure empire pretty much out of nowhere. It's called Real Unicorns Don't Wear Pants. Awesome. Yes, definitely check it out. I've listened to it. It's really good and highly entertaining. And Elise will be on there soon. So you guys will be able to catch her episode soon. (laughs) Yes, I love that episode. I'm so excited for that to come out. Okay, cool. And then for our very last question for you, what is a non-negotiable when it comes to fully reclaiming your consciousness? For me, the non-negotiable in this is radical responsibility. My life changed so much when I stopped shaming and blaming and looking for a reason to fucking pity myself or play fucking victim is to say, you know what? Everything in my life happened because I chose it. I chose this life. And I truly honestly believe in the collective consciousness that we chose to be this human in this experience with these fucking parents, shitty or not, right? We chose this. And so even the most challenging things in our life, I mean, this is coming from someone whose best friend died in a car accident. My son's father died of a heroin overdose. I was raped at three different ages. I choose to take radical responsibility for the life that I've created for myself and that every single one of these experiences serves in one way and limits in another. The power of neutrality will set you the fuck free. Wow. I love that so much. Mic drop. Thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. And I'm so excited because I'm going to get to meet you in person in two weeks. So So soon. So soon. (laughs) I know. We're going to meet in Palm Springs and I cannot wait. We're going to have so much fun. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a review and share this show with your friends who you know are yearning for this type of content. You can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram at Elise underscore Breeze and by joining my Facebook group, Breeze to Succeed, where I share my weekly energy forecasts. And subscribe to my list where you'll receive a free breathwork session, meditation, and journaling prompts to deeply connect with your intuition at EliseBreeze.com. See you next time.